Well, thank you for joining us today. Um, it's Daniel Singleton here from Faith Action. I'm really pleased to be joined by Lord Greenwich. <coughs> Um, who has various different responsibilities. Most of us know him as Minister for Faith, but he's Minister for Communities and, and Building Safety <coughs> as well. Um, and uh, thank you, Lord Greenhouse, for joining us. We appreciate you giving us this time at this, this busy time. Um, I, I'm really keen to hear, a year into your post, your reflections on what this year has been like. Um, and I know you've been one to say to us it's a, a year like no other, but I'm just interested in hearing from the horse's mouth how, how you've reflected on a year as being faith minister. Faith minister. Well, it's just been quite extraordinary um, in the sense that I didn't expect to be asked to join the government. And I first heard about that in February. Um, and then I think the announcement, <clears throat> the announcement was made formally to be minister in mid-March, but I then had to go through a process to go into the House of Lords. So joined the House um, and assumed my parliamentary duties um, towards the end of April um, after introduction. But as um, some of you know, um, like, like many families up and down the country, um, my, my mother sadly, and my father caught COVID, my father survived, but my mother didn't. And that was a bit of a, a, a real blow and, um, and, uh, and sort of set the scene for what, what has been a very difficult year, but also a very enriching year because um, it's been great to learn more about different faiths. Our faith communities right across the board have been simply marvellous in stepping up to the crisis that affected so many people. Um, and I've, I've really enjoyed uh, working with faith leaders um, of all faiths, really, um, and getting to know them. Um, and it's been largely through uh, Zoom, as we're on a Zoom call, I guess, and Teams. Um, but then being able to meet them in person, I feel you've known them for far longer um, because we've had so much of an interaction during this very, very difficult time. Yeah. And, and in terms of faith, I, I know in the number of meetings I've been in with yourself, you've talked a little bit about your own personal faith. Would you say that that what kind of role do you think your faith has played this year? And has it developed or changed during um, during this period as well? Well, you know, faith's a very, a very personal thing. And I guess the first thing is that um, attending church, um, and, you know, it has not been easy. I, I wanted to go to the church where my, my mother um, went every week, um, but it was closed for the large part of last year. Mm. Um, and it, it was very, very emotional for me to go with my father, um, really in the first service after they opened up last year. Um, and uh, and just also reflecting on um, my mother's faith. We're, we're, we're a Roman Catholic fa family. My, my father con converted to Catholicism from Anglicanism. My, in fact, his grandfather and I knew my great grandfather was a, was a Methodist preacher. So in that sense, they slowly worked their way through the generations from Methodism to the Church of England to to Catholicism. So um, it's um, it's it's I've reflected on on um, my mother's faith. Um, her desire to see the best in people um, and and it's provided me with a sense of wanting to do the right thing in public life and um, and it's also been a source of um, you know comfort and to, 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 to feel closer to you know close family members that are no longer here that you know they are there in spirit if not in in flesh and um, I had to organize the um, place where my mother was buried and it was a very low-key funeral but she wanted to be buried under a tree. Right. And when I visit her her, um, her her grave, 
she says when the wind blows through the trees that's the holy spirit and you'll know that i'm there there for you mm. and you know you always feel your mom's there yeah. yeah and so i guess the faith is very very personal i think um it's i love the catholic faith in the sense that there's a structure there but i see very great s- similarities across all the abrahamic religions i mean you know you know you you, you talk about uh, when you talk to the chief rabbi he doesn't seem so dis- dis- dissimilar to the, the cardinal or the archbishop of canterbury dare i say it they may not agree on everything liturgically but they but there's that sort of same um you know if you, if you like um uh, sense of values that people affect yeah yeah no I- and and you you yourself and your father you said you mentioned your father suffered COVID and you suffered COVID. How how have you both done with 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 long COVID? Have you have you struggled at all with that at all? Well, no, I think more. Um, no, I didn't actually. I, I we all I think all our family got COVID, and I think because I'm the oldest and the the least fit, probably had it worse, but not really that bad to be fair. Um, and um, and uh, you know, so it's an odd odd thing really. Um, I think more the struggle that I've had um, and, you know, is that the ups and downs in terms of your own, in terms of mental health and yeah. not being able to do things that you're normally used to doing. Yeah. And I'm someone that um, really enjoys meeting and being with people and human contact. And I'm in an office here that normally would have um, tens of people in here, upwards of between 30 and 40 people at work. And, and I'm the only one in the building. Right. You know, people are remote working and, you know, I, I think I, I think we've slowly got back to we, we, we are social animals. And that's the thing. I think that's the thing that's been hardest, really. Um, you know, we're, we're, it's lovely to meet you entirely through Zoom, Daniel, but it's not yeah. the same thing as spending time with you in person. That's how we yeah. get to know and trust each other. Well, it'll be interesting when we finally get to shake hands because that will be. Yeah, I remember. That will be a landmark. I wait yeah. for my second jab so I don't infect you or anything. Right, I, I just had my first two days ago, and I I thought I might yeah. be knocked out for this time, but I, I'm all right. Yeah, it, I mean, um, the social animal side. I think that's really interesting. What What would you say during the pandemic has been? your impressions of faith in the UK you've you've obviously had a, a varied career within politics within business and that kind of thing um but suddenly you're thrust into a situation where you were I mean you would do huge amounts of meetings with uh with faith leaders all over the country so so you must have had a personal uh ability to really get a, a concept of what faith what, what the impression of what was in faith in the UK how, how did that shape up um, yeah, I mean, well, I have to say, Daniel, um, that um, it shaped up fairly, fair, uh, fairly, fairly, uh, uh, fairly interestingly in the sense that um, we needed faith communities, first of all, to deal with the fact that um, the places of worship essentially in the first lockdown were closed. Yeah. Uh, and that was very disruptive. And equally, we wanted, as we were coming out of the pandemic, faith communities to step forward and help mm-hmm. first with the test and trace program. But then after that, with the um, with the vaccination program, and I have to say, uh, that's been where we've seen faith communities at their very very best in the vaccination program. To have those pop up vaccination centres, as well as the mass vaccination centres in our churches and cathedrals, gurdwaras, synagogues, and temples and mosques, has been you know quite inspirational to see that and the desire to give people that sense that uh, it is right to take the jab. You, you will be safer. It's right for you and your family. 
Um, and I think, you know, our vaccine hesitancy are the lowest levels in Europe and our vaccine rollout has been by far and away the most successful. And that and I believe that the faith faith communities right across the country have played a huge role in in that success and also adapting uh, to the environment um, to keep people safe. So, you know, I have to say places of worship have just done a phenomenal job to ensure they are not uh, anything other than COVID secure. Um, and 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 I pay tribute that the transmission rates in 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 places of worship have been so infinitesimally low. Yeah, and and in terms of so, so that kind of infrastructure jumping in and, and providing those places to connect, that's that's been one thing that, that has been astounding. And then things like food provision and visiting and that kind of thing. Absolutely. Are there, are there other things that surprised you about um, what you saw faith, how faith responded during this period? Or was it more or less what you expected? No, I, I, well, I think I, I was genuinely um, amazed and I was tracking, you know, when we had that gridlock in Kent with all the lorry drivers. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you, you know, you've got, um, um, and it was in the run to Christmas, you know, it was Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, um, or maybe just the day before Christmas Eve. And you saw the Salvation Army, you saw Calcerade, you saw... Um, you know, the Muslim charities all stepping up yeah. uh, to ensure that people had hot, hot meals, hot food, uh, hot, hot drinks, and, and that they were looked after. And that sense of loving your neighbour just permeates everybody. And, uh, and it's just wonderful to behold uh, that faith communities don't stand by when people are in need. And that's, uh, it's just, you get reminded of it. Of course, you know that intrinsically, but just seeing it happen time and time again, no matter when, no matter where, it's the faith communities that, yeah. uh, that come alongside to help in times of crisis. Yeah, yeah, that's and it's very encouraging. Um, and as you know, we're, our, part of our focus recently has been on the Build Back Better agenda yeah. uh, and um, very much in tune with what government's been looking at. Um, I know that you have been always very... I think realistic in saying COVID's not going to suddenly disappear, that it's, we're going to have to live with it for a while. But looking to a kind of the intensity of lockdown that we've faced to a, to, into a recovery period or a change period, what, what do you feel the role of faith could be for the UK going forward? Well, I think uh, I'd like to think that um, there'll be an ever-changing better role and actually the relationship between the state and our faith communities is reset to be far more positive. One of the things we've seen, actually, is that all levels of government, and this comes through the APPG report recently, is that you know, faith communities are really appreciated, not just by the public, quite rightly, but also um, by all levels of government. So I think there's a real chance to build on that idea that was floated by, uh, by Danny Kruger um, as part of his review for a, a faith new deal, that takes the very, very best of intra-faith support um, for people that have needs uh, on an ongoing basis, but also interfaith. So that's both within and between faiths. And I think if we can reset that, that relationship and have a covenant of how we work to help each other and support each other, uh, you know, then the country will be um, you know, considerably stronger th th than it is today and build on all the successes that we've had in this time of crisis. Yeah. And, and do you think that, I mean, we've talked about the practical things, but at, at the start of our, our, our conversation, you talked about that, the solace, the the going through the emotional and the spiritual support. Do you, yeah. 
I mean, that feels like it's it belongs to faith to some extent, that that area. Um, do you see faith being able to continue with both that practical and maybe even aiding the nation as we come to terms with what we've come through? There's been talk about national memorials and different things like that. Do you do you see is any of your thinking developing in that kind of area, or are you just see, you just kind of uh, seeing what's bubbling up from different places? Well, I think uh, we've got a, a, an idea. Um, of where the problems are and that faith communities often come up with solutions. So we know that the pandemic hasn't helped and certainly this area where um, people are reticent about going out and mingling still, that social isolation is a problem. And faith communities are, are, very, are very good at tackling those kind of issues. And statutory service are less, are less good because they worry about candidly people that may have greater needs in theory because they're all about, um, you know, the safety net. Whereas, you know, what I think faith communities do so well is that early intervention to stop something being an escalating crisis. So, you know, in the same way, um, families are not all the sort of troubled families that Louise Casey has, you know, been brilliant at targeting, but there are those on the edge of crisis that I think faith communities can really, really help. So I think there's an opportunity to partner with faith communities to tackle some of those issues and you've mentioned food poverty and other things that you know there's been long running tradition of ensuring that people have enough to eat um whatever circumstances they find themselves in and you know i'm looking forward to thinking about how we pilot essentially um a form of a faith new deal that encourages that innovation between um the government and and our faith communities that does sound very encouraging in terms of looking at post-brexit britain and um, the issues of, of cohesion and all those kind of things, and even finding that place of belonging, is that also what you see there in terms of hitting, not, not just going for the desperate need, but potentially hitting things before and make, giving that points of connection then? Yeah, well, I think um, the sense of community cohesion and that sense of belonging is intrinsically uh, a very important thing. And it's got to be something where, uh, we recognise who is here and who belongs is constantly changing. You know, I'm, I, I'm supporting the Secretary of State on welcoming Hong Kongers um, right. who have the B&O route into the country. And we're putting together a financial prop package to ensure that we that we make them extremely welcome and they will be that they that they and that their contribution is recognised and welcome and they feel at home. Um, and uh, and I guess. Uh, you know, we need to, we need to, and that's where I think interfaith, and you'll know this through your work with faith yeah. action, you know, plays such an important part in, in areas where um, they may, they may, if not, if left alone, increasingly polarise and look inwards, mm -hmm. but through uh, the relations between the church and the mosque, um, or uh, you know, whatever, that, you know, that you bring people through faith together to recognise that there are, there's more, more similarities than, 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 than differences. So I think uh, interfaith has that very important part on, in helping people uh, belong uh, and also ensuring that we recognise we have a shared future in this country. No, that's that's very interesting. Thank you. And and finally, uh, just interested if there's any particular message um, to kind of, kind of hand over the mic without the question at this point. So if there's any particular message you want to convey either to our members or people of faith generally at this time. Well, my, my, my message really is that, you know, and I, I say this 
uh, you know, that the, I say this with with with, with great sin sin sincerity, having spent uh, every week with different members and diff of, of different faith communities, that, that 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 faith and our faith communities are a force for good, and it's shown itself time and time again that we can rely on our faith communities to sort things out and get on with it. They don't require instructions from um you know from from any level of government to get going they see that there's a problem and they use great creativity and huge energy to make things better and i just want to say that i i really appreciate that as as, as faith minister uh and uh and i and i just want to commend you for the work that has been done um you know, up and down the country um, to support local communities in what has been a very difficult time but i want to finish off by saying i'm extremely grateful to you Daniel and your team at Faith Action, you know, because we we were given a job um, to uh, really map out a roadmap through this pandemic. And then lastly, this roadmap to recovery and you and your team have ensured that we've been able to engage with those harder to reach um, uh, uh, communities, faith communities, um, because we have a very rich and diverse uh, number of communities that some of which are not easy um, to engage with, but, but through your your work, I really feel that we've heard the voices of those that, that may not shout the loudest, but are equally important for us to consider. So thank you to you and your team. Thank you. And we really appreciate your time. Thank you very much.